Uh, as South Africans, we're all too familiar with the disappointment that we feel when the power goes off. Oh, it's driving me to distraction. I tell you, because I'll tell you what happened. You get lulled, don't you, into a false sense of security when you don't have it for days, and then you don't check the schedule, and then you're in the middle of cooking a delicious risotto for your family. And the power goes off and you're stirring frantically and then you get, that's it, that's going in the bin. Uh, with this in mind, not the risotto, the load shedding, the creative director of Theatre Arts and Observatory, Caroline Carbone, came up with the idea of having theatre in the dark. Uh, it runs from the 15th of this month. Um, is that right? Yes. From the 15th, 11 plays uh, performed without any reliance, thank goodness, on ESCOM's electricity. Uh, and for more on this, Caroline and renowned director uh, Lara Bai join me in studio. Caroline? Me. You. Hello, Caroline. <laughs> uh, and uh, Lara, so good to have you both. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming in. Wonderful. This yes, is a genius you. idea. How on earth is it going to work? <laughs> Um, probably more easily, I'm hoping, than a season that requires an uh, enormous amount of tech, um, which, I mean, we've just come through a season of work for young professionals, and each production needs at least three hours of tech, and then a tech run and whatever. So, actually, um, because everybody's using light sources that don't require electricity, uh, I'm hoping that it's going to actually run smoother than uh, than usual. But essentially, uh, I mean, the I, I mean, you're talking about how did it work? It came about because I had been trying to schedule seasons of work around a load shedding schedule, <laughs> and it caused such a headache because we don't have a generator, right? So. We have to schedule, I schedule everything around stage six load shedding because, you know, we jump around from stage one to stage six at the yep. drop of a hat. And suddenly, you know, you schedule a show for 8.30 and suddenly we're in stage six load shedding and it starts at 8.30 and you have to phone up all the audience. And, you know, so I stage, I schedule everything around stage six. I'm one of those fortunate people. I don't know anybody else who has it, but I've got the city of Cape Town's load shedding schedule. And me. And so I can actually plot yeah. out the load shedding for the whole year, yeah. And I can work, and I can work around it. I mean, everybody should have it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we don't all have it. But somebody said to me, "God, load shedding is so erratic," and I said, "No, it isn't. It's actually incredibly organised. And if you look at the pattern of it, you can see exactly how it works." Yeah. So. Um, in my complete sort of um, insanity of trying to schedule a season last year, I said, oh, my God, what would it be like to be able to organize a season that doesn't require load shedding? And was like, OK, well, you know, we'll just have to do it in the dark. Because actually, there's something quite extraordinary about, and this is the, this is the inverse of it. We are a tiny little theater in... <clears throat> in a suburban road. Mm. And when the load shedding is on, the entire street is dark. Mm. And then you open the theater doors and this magical light comes wow. out. It's like a little jewel box. Yeah. And you kind of want to step into the magic of it. Mm. And I thought, I, you lovely. know, what if, it, if it's the other way around? Yeah. Because I think for me, theater is a magical experience. Mm. And there is something magical about the dark. And I think that through load shedding, we've come to... Uh, resent it, yeah. Um, really resent it. It's become hard. It's a for me, load shedding is a form of violence, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and theatre needs to be an antidote to that. 
mm. in in some ways. So it's about how do you sit in the dark and fe- so not all the work is obviously going to be in the dark. People <laughs> are people are using alternative light sources right. and everything, um, but it's that feeling of being in the softness of the dark in which you can have a shared experience with somebody. I like that, and I, I like what you're saying about you know the, the violence of it because I, I, I agree with you, and. Imposed darkness mm. is a very different thing to voluntary darkness. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. It's absolutely. a very different s- space to, to occupy. Um, Laura, why did you want to get involved? Well, Caroline put out the proposal for work. And immediately you're just intrigued by this. And it, with all of us, it just resonates. And um, you know, I'm teaching now full time. So... Uh, taking on projects, you know, I don't, you know, that would require a month's rehearsal. So I I looked at that and I thought, no, I don't have time or space for that. I love the idea. I'll be there as an audience member. And my friend, Karen Janes, um, who's a wonderful writer. Oh, she's a writer. She's on the show. Yes, well, she did uh, Recipes for Love and Murder. And she also did that book with a shocking pink cover about yes, exactly. Karen. Exactly. Yes, 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 Karen. And she wrote a book about periods, I think, and just really quite an extraordinary young woman. Yeah. So she had lost her dad, uh, passed away, and my mom as well, post-COVID. And so it's a conversation we've been talking a lot about. Um, loss and grief and love and mm. sadness. And, you know, we're both mums and life goes on and mm, you kind mm, of soldier mm. on and tears behind the eyes mm. and, and how that deepens everything. You know, everything mm. becomes more precious. And our very dear friend, Robin Scott, actress extraordinaire, also had lost her mom um, now a year ago. And Robin's story is very particular because, you know, it was her, her mom, dad, and her older brother, Adam. And they all three of them have passed in her lifetime. So it's really her now and her mom's tiniest little poodle, Amy, who's going to be in the show. Um, (laughs) And Karen said, why don't we put in a proposal um, about the journey of walking with grief? Um, I have goose pimples thinking about, mm. like, so you just, I mean, really, the honour, and we immediately were like, it can't be in a theatre. That's too depressing, sitting in the dark, thinking about sad thoughts. And we wanted it to be almost radical gentleness, you know, like how, as you talk about softness, I mean, things are just coming at us hard and fast. Yeah. And um, so we were looking at venues. So we're all committed to this. Okay, we need to find a space that's not a theatre. So Karen has a friend, Christina, who has a very lovely, ordinary, beautiful home in Plumstead. So we'll be performing in her lounge. <laughs> I live in Plumstead. I can yes. come down. You can come down. It would be an honour to have you. Oh, and lovely. And it's just candlelight. So whether the power's on or off, there's that idea of, you know, when friends come and visit you, light candles. Oh, we that's just lovely. even without load shedding, candles are. You know, now they've become a thing. We need to light a candle. Yeah. Um, my family joke, you know, because the load shedding goes out, and I've just got my husband just buys me candle holders, you know, right. to try and make it a a beautiful moment yeah. more than a the anger around the load shedding. So we're just going to have candles in a lounge, um, twenty people maybe. You'll have a glass of sherry or water or whatever when you arrive. And there's no pressure on the audience to do anything. Right. Um, And it's going to be Robin performing, but it's not like a Robin Scott one-woman show. Okay. It's really, we we had this amazing, because it's her story. Okay. um, And her journey that she's sharing with us with the little dog Amy in a pouch. 
Um, and what's really wonderful, because Robin's also an amazing comedian, I mean, she talks about how she's stuck in the anger phase of grief. Right. She gets really angry with cars. And so it's very raw and funny. And she'll sit next to you and talk to you about her mom and her dad and her brother, Adam. And there's something in the writing process of making it, you know, the more specific a person's story is. Mm. Um, and of course, we look at geese grieve, you know, we look at uh, pods of dolphins that carry a mother with a baby dolphin, um, giraffe, you know. So it's got a bigger picture about grief. Yeah. Um, and that sense that grief, holding a person in grief requires community. It's something you can't yeah. do on your own. Um, so inviting the audience into a state of community. And there are little moments where they can get involved, write something down that we burn in a fire. So there's a sense of ritual to it as well. I was well. going to say, yeah, ceremony and ritual. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really... It sounds like a very, a really beautiful space that you're creating, beyond theatre. Yeah. It sounds yeah. just like a really beautiful space that's that, that's being um, created. Have you had a... a I'm going to say dry run. That's yeah. not what you call it in the theatre, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it? Is it? Yeah, we have. We had um, with, well, with Christina, whose home it is. Yeah. Um, so we've been, and I just wanted to quickly talk about the process of, yeah. of creating it. Because we're busy, we're all working. So it's been written by voice notes. Isn't that gorgeous? So we'll meet and then we'll send prompts to each other, particularly to Robin. I mean, she's an actress. And she sends us these voice notes while she's walking with her dog. You know, she says she's lost 20 kids. She just walks all the time. You know, she said her mom will be proud of her because right. she's not like, you know, actually. And she just sends us uh, like personal journaling. Wow. Um, stories of her brother and her father growing up in East End, uh, a war baby. So it's like filmic in yeah. a way. Yeah. And when you go into the details of, of, of story. And I was just thinking that, um, like Mark Lottring, so many stand-up comedians use their personal stories mm, mm. as material. You know, mm, I don't know if you mm. saw his latest show and he's talking about buying the house in mm. Woodstock and walking on the beach <laughs> with a dog and yeah. going shopping with his mom. Um, so this is similar in a way. And then just a last little thought is that um, with Robin, we're trying to decide what kind of performance is this? Right. Because it looks as though she's talking to you for the first time. Like it's improvised, but it's carefully scripted. Wow. And so she's saying it's like we're being ourselves, but you're also in the role of a of a radio presenter. Mm. I'm sure you're different at home, or maybe not, mm. you know. Maybe that's why you are the Sunday morning radio yeah. presenter. Cause, you know. But that yeah. idea of Robin playing Robin, yeah. mm. being herself, yeah. um, has been quite an interesting, when we talk about the style of performance, you know, that it's not come and watch a one-woman show. Got you, got you. So there is this, I think, for people who are curious and wanting something different. Yeah. Uh, we're offering that, you know, just... I think people are wanting something different. And I think also, you know, I think I think theatre, I'm going to the theatre, <laughs> can be a bit intimidating, mm, can mm. be a bit... Um, Maybe unfairly, but sometimes a bit protect. You know, we're going to the theatre, darling. We're going to go and see some Shakespeare. We're not going to see. We're going to somebody's lounge, mm. and we're going to watch somebody talking mm. about grief. Is a slightly different. It's mm. a bit. It's less intense in a way, mm. Mm. but also perhaps more intense. Perhaps right? more intense, more because immersive, more immersive. It's more immersive. More immersive. Yeah. I mean, I think I want to go back to to that because I think a lot of the work 
mm. is offering an immersive experience. Right. So one of the other productions that we've got, Eat the Stars, which is directed by Jacqueline Domiser, with a beautiful cast, is happening at the South African Astronomical Observatory. Oh, <laughs> mm. oh I'm and in. So it's fire, and it's the stars, and it's the telescope, and it's the night sky, and it's poetry, and it's... In the actual... In the actual... In those chairs? No. Well, no, 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 no. The, the South African Astronomical Observatory. Okay, in observatory. In observatory. Sorry, I was suddenly not, like doing it at the, in, at the, at the planetarium. No, not at the planetarium. But that would be amazing. No. So You'd need lights. Yeah, so the audience walks through the garden. because you. you. know, people don't actually know that observatory is named because there's an observatory in I'd observatory. I'd never thought about it's that. It's right... <laughs> You can't actually see it, amazingly, but it's behind where the Amazon building yes. is. Mm. So I used to live in observatory. It, it, behind the River that. Club. Yeah. And it's got a beautiful old observatory that the dome opens yeah. and this huge telescope goes out. And you look at the night sky and they've got telescopes actually in the garden so that you can see Mars and you can see Saturn. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole – obviously, it's, a, it's an NSF project as yeah, a government yeah, yeah. so there are lots of researchers and students and lecturers but they are also completely they've been amazing to work with um so open to the idea that um that we each have very individual responses to the night sky and to stars so that's also a very that's a very immersive experience um and a different experience um very briefly, just wanting to wrap up with our guests in studio. They are Creative Director of Theatre Arts in uh, OBS, Caroline Colburn, and also uh, renowned director Lara Bai, who are in studio to tell us uh, about Theatre in the Dark, an initiative that kicks off on the 15th of February, 11 plays being performed without any reliance on ESCOM's electricity. And we heard about uh, one of the performances that's going to be happening in Plumstead. There are 10 other things that are going on. We don't have time to talk about all of them, but I did just want to... Uh, Caroline, direct people to where they can go to find out more. Fantastic. So our website is www.theatrearts.co.za um, and the full program is there. And <clears throat> if you open up the program, you can connect to each different production where it's got more information. It's really um, a program that's got something for everybody. So we've got two productions that are for the very small. Um, we've got Red Boots, which is for one to three-year-olds. The actor, one of the performers is a, a deaf dancer. So um, the piece is inclusive in that it includes sign language. Um, and the second piece, um, Heart of the Ocean, is for three to seven-year-olds. Um, which is very beautiful, very magical. And then we've got Music in the Dark uh, by Leif and Veik, who is a blind musician. Um, and we've got, oh my gosh, if you love flowers, we've got flowers at, um, uh, uh, flowers in the night, the flowers at night. Um, and that is how we engage with flowers and the, medic the medicinal healing quality of flowers. Um, there is Cantos of a Life in Exile by Michal and Debele, which is an incredibly beautiful production about being an exile in one's own country uh, or feeling one is an exile in one's own country. There's a whole range of productions. There's something for everybody. Tickets are affordable and it's all there on the website. Fantastic. Just give us those website details again, if you would, please, Caroline. www.theatrearts.com 
www.co.za. I can't wait. I'll definitely be at the one in Plumstead. We've just worked out during the news that it's about two minutes from my house, so good. Uh, and then these two for the kids. I've got one who'll fit in each age group, so thank you very much indeed. Caroline, Lara, what an absolute treat to have you, and thank you so much. Uh, what a fantastic initiative. So interesting. I'm, I, I will come to as many as I can. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, you can get more information, uh, as we say, at theatreart.coza.